Welcome to Food Fun Addicts with the always hungry Matt Hawkman. What is my phrase? Let's get one for the table. Exactly. Let's get one for the table. And the guy that knows how to cook it all up. It's very important that you put in the love. When you put in the love, people taste the love, people feel the love. Jay Shapiro. Welcome to Food Fun Addicts. Well, good evening, everybody. Spring is here. It's a nice 60-something degree day in Boston. I'm Matt Hawkman, and... I'm Jay Shapiro. Jay Shapiro returning from a little out-of-town activity. Had a great weekend. We went down to see my parents. We went down to celebrate my sister-in-law, Beth's 60th birthday party. I almost said anniversary. 60th birthday party. Got to see... My in-laws, for the first time in over a year, Norman Chick Golden, they looked great. It's her birthday tomorrow, and Beth's father-in-law, sort of like my uncle by family, Dick Frieder, birthday today, too. So there was a lot of great celebration, and we had great weather, had a fun time. I'm sure there was some good eating. There was some very good eating, very, very good eating. And highlights, highlights. Of the uh, Florida eating? So I'm going to give a Florida quick highlight. We had, by the way, do you like fresh squeezed orange juice or do you think it's overrated? Uh, overrated. Do you like. So there's a lot of pulp in that, right? No. Do you like Minute, like uh, Tropicana or Minute Made, like out of the carton? Uh, what, like drink it out of the carton? <laughs> no, out of, out of a juice glass. Right. You know what? I don't drink a lot of oranges because it gives me heartburn, but every once in a while, I like how cold orange juice will get without pulp, and I can suck a glass down, and being a tough guy, I can take the heartburn. You can take the heartburn and the brain freeze that comes yes. with Yes. I drank copious amounts of fresh-squeezed orange juice every morning. It was awesome. What were you doing? Buying uh, we, tons of oranges and just no, my, juicing uh, them? My friend Jane, she got a juicer, or... Mark got a juicer. They were juicing. It's just a real treat. I'm just going to say it's a real treat. So thanks for the fresh squeezed juice. So I'm going to give a quick highlight. We were at my sister-in-law's house Saturday night for a fabulous birthday party, and she had it catered with this guy, Chef Luke. He had a couple of things that I've never had before. One was, you're going to laugh at this, a fish cake made with fresh tile fish. There was 20-something people, all family really, at this party, outdoors. Everybody was double vaccinated. Except us. I had one, but whatever. And everyone was eating it. They were thinking it was crab cakes. It was tremendous. He did a great job with that. Then we slid into a fresh snapper ceviche that was outstanding. What the hell is a snapper ceviche? It's like raw fish that macerates and marinates in a lot of citrus with fresh mango, lime juice, some cilantro. It was off the charts. Even my wife had three of them. And, and Abby, for her to eat three, it has to be pretty damn good. So she had she had a bunch. One other thing that's kind of crazy, and this is where you came up, coincidentally. You got a pretty good mention. They were really asking me questions, and I'm going to tell what we ate. What's he really like? What's he really you know, like? Does he what, really eat fast food what, twice right. a week? What's Does he, he really eat all these baked goods? Because we're going to get into a baked good. I went to this bakery in Delray called Flakowitz's. I know it. And they have the best homentoshin. And I bought 26 homentoshin for a dinner Friday night. For those that you don't know, a homentoshin is a square. Triangular. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm making the triangle, but I called it a square. <laughs> it's a triangular pastry that has that's filled with either raspberry preserves or apricot preserves or prunes or something like that. Exactly. 
Everybody was a big fan. It was like a Hormontaschen fest. And then Friday night after dinner, my sister-in-law, we stayed with, with Jill at another house. And my friend Mark and Jill took down, after we had a big meal, took down more Hormontaschen than anyone has seen at like 11 o'clock at night. And the question crazy came Crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> right. Going nuts on Hormontaschen. So the crazy question was, they asked, would Matt approve of all this? Like, does Matt really eat all this? You got to tell Matt we're eating all of this. So you got to... Some, you got some shout-outs. They were really questioning your depth of eating, and I said, he probably doesn't tell 100% of the truth. He's probably 85, 90. He's definitely holding back because he doesn't want people to be too embarrassed that he knows. So what? What are you you don't think I would keep up with them on their no. hormontation consumption? No, what no. do you mean? I think they were questioning, do you really tell the truth? So if you go to one pastry, are you really eating two? Are you are you being? I said he's probably being honest, but he could leave back fifteen percent of what he's consuming. I will promise everybody out there it's an under promise over deliver type thing. So you know what? Occasionally, if I'm taking down two. Maybe there's three. You know what? <laughs> okay. But I will promise you it's never the other way around. I'm never saying I'm taking down three cinnamon rolls and it's only two. So that was my eating experience. And then I topped it off today. I was a bad, 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 very bad boy. I went with a mighty sub chicken cutlet sandwich today with lettuce, tomatoes, and pickles. I pulled an Andrew Shapiro with a side of honey mustard sauce, and I didn't even use any of the honey mustard. I took it down in maybe 33 seconds. Would you eat it in the car or the office? The office at the conference room table, and there was not one pickle or tomato or anything on that white wrapper paper. That is a quality, quality sandwich. But I told you, they are getting a little skimpier on the meat. Because they use a good French bread, you know, in this sub roll, I swear to you, the past few times I've been to this sub shop outside of Boston, they I think they're stretching the meat out. Because you can take, I have found, the last two times I got it, turkey or roast beef, you could put the meat in one Half for the bread. Well, and a, that bothered that's a me. bad order. You don't get a turkey or a roast beef there. You get a steak sandwich or a chicken cutlet sandwich. No, I don't think so. I mean, you know what? Why Why is a roast you're gonna beef get, a bad order? It's not fresh. I don't know. I, they I cut love, it fresh every day. I know, but it's not home cooked. It's store bought. If you go on roast beef sandwich, you're going to go to like the beef barn where you went or that beef place that you went where they're yeah. coming fresh off. You know what it is? Once you throw in the cut up pickles, tomatoes and onions then it just works it's magic a little mayo but they on do the have good the, bread they do have the chopped up the cubes cubed, the cubed tomatoes and pickles it's great it's six something right now i'm feeling pretty stuffed right now so you're sweating right now I, i'm sweating right you now. have the meat and the hummantash and sweats <laughs> no so, one's ever had the hss <laughs> So enough of my eating. How about your eating? My eating doesn't compare to this adventure you had. I hit a restaurant over the weekend. We ate inside. For those of you that live on the East Coast, you're probably familiar with Legal Seafoods. So Legal Seafoods, to those that don't know what it is, it's an upscale restaurant, but it's a chain now that's probably... No, they're out of business now. No, Well, no, he sold. He sold. He sold, and it's still Legal Seafoods. Garbage. Well, I'm going to finish, so... Garbage. So... It's it's changed a little bit. So the restaurant, Legal Seafoods, recently was sold. Usually you can't get a table or anything. You could get a table, and we were in the bar. Still, no, you can't sit at the bar and eat. 
So we're at a table, and you know what? It was just okay. Garbage. You got to add something more than garbage. What is your issue with legal seafood? They're rude. They're jerks. The food comes out horrible. It is not fresh. They have (laughs) cherry stones and oysters, the only things you can eat there. Other than that, or steamers, but other than that, everything else is garbage. Did you have a bad experience in the past year? I, I haven't been there in the longest time. I've had multiple experiences there that were horrible. I could go on about them. And they didn't try to fix the problem. Rude, rude, rude. Garbage. Would you say it's garbage? Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You are feisty. We've been doing this podcast now for four or five months. You are right now in the zone of feistiness. You're sweating. You're angry. You're taking down restaurants. You know, you're looking for that caterer that does his thing. Anyways, we went to legal. And then um, speaking of seafood, had really good shrimp at my house And the cocktail sauce, when you get that cocktail sauce that has a lot of horseradish in it, it's just so good. And you run out of shrimp, and you're just looking. Look, I'm finding pie crust to dip into the horseradish. I'm looking for cereal. I mean, anything. Any frozen fish sticks. I mean, anything to just act as a vehicle to get to that That's uh, cocktail an interesting sauce. Thing. I haven't seen a fish stick. I used to like those as a kid. My parents would go out on Saturday night. You'd make the fish sticks in the toaster oven. Gortons of Gloucester. Yeah. Were you a fish stick guy? No way. Uh, yeah, you know what? Probably because it had breading on it and you couldn't <laughs> taste the fish. Because I don't really uh, like fish. Although, I have noticed that I do appreciate a crab cake a lot more. And if you've got a nice mustard sauce, I, I, I do like like that. I saw online lots of people heading up to Woodman's over the past few days. Woodman's, we've talked about Woodman's before. That's a place about 35 minutes north of Boston. Jay's giving the thumbs down sign because that would be tourist trap. No, garbage. (laughs) Tourist trap (laughs) serving garbage. So, yes, it is a bit overrated. Actually, it's somebody online questioning their portion size because one of the owners of Woodman's had a post and had a plate. It looked like a fisherman platter and said, is this a small plate? You know what? People are saying, I don't want to spend $30 and it's unless, sorry, Robbie Shapiro, Jay's son, (laughs) Jay's son, Robbie gets a little irritated sometimes. He says, what's with you and Matt? Always talking about the pricing or the value. That's who we are. We don't like getting screwed if it's uh, not a somewhat decent value, then we're not that interested. Exactly. Right. So there you go, Rob. Rob, when you get married and you have kids and you have a house or two and a few cars and you want to take the family on vacation and everything else, you'll be looking. So did you go to Woodman's or no? No, no, no. Didn't go to Woodman's. Got some great pizza from a place in Boston. Went to a friend's house, socially distanced, (laughs) to uh, watch a little of the hoop. And got pizza from Crazy Doe's in the back bay of Boston. You would have liked this. They used the big round slices of pepperoni. So, you know, they're not the cups that we like, but big round slices. So every bite has pepperoni. How many slices you take down? Well, you know what? It was not an enormous eating occasion because we had a few so other went, things. you went home hungry? 
No, no, not at all. But I, I just, uh, I was being civil. It was about one in the afternoon. So I had two slices and I had some other stuff. It wasn't a- You must uh, have been like a little sick. You only had two slices? Are you I serious? had two slices. But we had gotten the pizza as like a, just as a, a go-between. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Anyhow, here we are. It's spring-like in Boston, as 65 I 65 degrees today. Yeah. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Fenway Park opens next week. Going to have about 4,500 people in the stadium. That is going to be interesting, how the baseball parks some deal going, with this food. Some are going full capacity, I believe. Some of the stadiums in some of the uh, cities, I believe. Really? Because I know New York's 20%. So Yankee Stadium and uh, City Field are going to be 20%. So you know what? That'll put almost 10,000 people in the stands. But it'll be interesting to see, and we'll find out, how they're doing concessions. Because certainly they're not going to have people walking around because everything's supposed to be no cash. I do know the tickets this year, you know, are no cash. I know that I'm in the broadcast and sports marketing business, and all of our tickets for clients and stuff, there's no hard-issue tickets it's anymore. All it's tickets. all electronic. So they're not going to take cash out of the ballparks. So the guy that walks around, you know, with the big thing of hot dog water in the rolls and the hot dogs and tries to not let the 300 single-dollar bills touch the hot dog, and then it goes down the row. It's going to be interesting what they serve, how it's packaged, and more on that later. I'll, I'll have a report in the next two weeks because I'll get out to Fenway in the next 10 days. Do you, speaking of the dogs at the stadium, a quick question. Yes. Are, are you a fan of the Fenway, Frank? I am a fan, Jay, of they only have it in one section of Fenway up until this year, where they have it on the roller. So it's a longer, thinner hot dog, and it's on the roller, so it gets more brown. I don't love the dog that comes out of the hot dog water. Could you, in your day, let's say in college, after nine or ten beers, could you down a nice glass of hot dog water? No, that would be that would be that would be pretty gross. I mean, you don't think really? I, I mean, I, if I had to do it, I could do it. But just the thought of that, I'm starting to gag right now. I mean, that's like, oof. Because yeah, I know, you know what we used to do, as we've said before, we went to the same overnight camp. When we would work in the kitchen, and if it was cling peaches or cling pears for dessert for that particular meal, a few of us would take all that heavy sugary syrup, pour it into a pitcher, and then use that for our drink that night with our meal. So we'd be you drinking would? glasses of cling peaches syrup. Ugh, oh, you really are good. disgusting. It was good. So, as I was doing a little show prep earlier today, and I was looking into April, there are some interesting food happenings in April. I want to throw a few out to you okay. and get your feedback. See, we don't talk about these things beforehand because we want to bring you folks the real reaction. So hopefully we don't get too many garbages here, but if we do, that's coming from Jay's inner soul and you know what you folks listen i hope because you love hearing our real reaction nothing scripted so april is national prime rib month what's your thought on the prime rib i'm a big fan of the prime rib and i probably have it once a year maybe and i'm a big fan i love rare right i love the outside crust with the salt and the pepper and the herbs and it's really really crispy with the fatty and then i like it medium rare to more towards the rare side mm. 
But uh, the one part that I'm not a big fan of, those big globs of fat between, like, the pieces of meat. Yes. But I can eat the outer edge fat because it's crispy, and you have to have to get it on the bone. You can't get prime rib off the bone. That doesn't count. Yeah, but a lot of places, I don't think they give you a choice. You know, they slice it. But I, I'm, I am not a prime rib fan. You've hit it three times right there. The It's just so fatty. And you, I don't want to spend the whole meal trying to get, like, one piece of meat. And then you cut more around the fat and more around the fat. But I agree with you. Any crust on a piece of meat is outstanding. Outstanding. And then... You know, you pick up the bone and you you got to get after it. You got to pick up the bone and clean it to the bone. Let me ask you a question. You're a culinary guru. Why do places that have prime rib, why do they only have it two or three nights a week if they're going to have it? Is it, it that t- much tougher to make than a I, roast? I don't think it's that much tougher. I don't think the demand. I think people probably do it and they're known for a Wednesday and Friday special. That That's what they do. I'm guessing. Total speculation. And what are you having with your prime rib? Because a couple of sides, it's not like going to a, you know, a nice steakhouse. I mean, if you, can get a, if you can get a popover Ooh. and then you go swimming in the au jus, that's yeah. pretty good. I'm a fan of like a, if I'm going prime rib, a cream spinach or spinach, garlic, and oil and a baked potato or french fries. Steak fries with a prime rib is good. There you go. Steak fries, the thick steak fries, or a baked potato. Extra crispy. Or a baked potato. You're not going to go rice pilaf. You're not going to get a more contemporary potato. Prime rib is meant for steak fries and baked potato. And I would say, you know who I'll bet you does a really good prime rib in Boston is Frank's Steakhouse. They do. They're known. They're very nice. You can get the king cut. Queen cut. I think the king and queen come on a bone, and then the other ones don't. This is a place, Frank Steakhouse, been around over 50 years, and it's in Cambridge, Mass. And Old school. Old school. So you're going in there, and for about 27 bucks, you are getting prime rib or one of five or six steaks with potato and vegetable and salad and hot bread, everything for 26 bucks. Or 26 to 32, whatever it is. But, but or 25 you, to 31, oh, all exactly, right, if you want exactly. to work in groups but, of but six. Matt's, but Matt's favorite thing is he likes the pot and veg on this <laughs> inclusive. Yeah, right, right, when they say pot and veg, not potato and vegetable, you guys that like old school, you know what I'm talking about. Prime rib, choice of... Pot and veg, salad, and hot, warm bread, and a nice tapioca pudding, <laughs> and put me in 1977. So, so few other things here that are happening in April as we look forward to the spring. April is National Grilled Cheese Month. Wow. Um, the whole month? The whole month you can eat grilled cheese and feel good about yourself. So Thoughts I, on the grilled cheese? I think the grilled cheese in my book is... Kind of underrated, but when I do eat it and I don't eat it that often, I'm a big fan. So I think the key component of the grilled cheese is the bread. Key, key, key to have like a rustic country type style bread. Obviously heavily barred on each side. Yes. And then you got to go with the right type of cheese. And it just, you have to have a good mix. Not too many types of cheeses, but a good mix. So what do you think is a good grilled cheese cheese? 
a an Italian like a Robiolo or a now nice- I don't mean to be a wise ass. Do most people have a Robiolo yeah, sitting uh, che- sitting in their home? No, like, but what if you're is going a- to, but if you're gonna have a grilled cheese, it's an Italian soft uh, cow's milk cheese that has some really good flavor. See, but I Jay, I don't think. I don't think the average person out there that says, you, you know what, I'm in the mood. No, you I know, but that's in the mood for a grilled cheese. So get some cheddar. We'll go with a ba- a good a good cheddar. It can't be like a cheap, shitty cheddar. It has to have some oomph to it. You got to get it melted. You can't premature. You can't go preemie on that. You, it has to be fully melted. I'm a fan of putting a slice of tomato in there. And I like, believe it or not, nothing wrong with a nice crispy bacon from the pan, not from the microwave. Nothing wrong with the microwave, but uh, no, microwave is disgusting. So you, your ideal grilled cheese is bacon, tomato. tomato. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or believe it or not, I could take down the people are gonna probably cringe. Like nothing like a boar's head honey maple ham sautéed in the pan and put it inside the you sauté the the ham first and then put it into the before you marry the two. I like that. But then you want to get. A little Dijon mustard no, involved. No, I, no, no, I, I think so. No, no. All See, right, you, you go too much with the condiments. You go, you over condiment. I, I, I happen to be a fan of the Dijon mustard with a honey ham. So you could go with the side, not the honey. Just one or two small little slivers of ham in it. It's not about the ham. It's about the grilled cheese. Okay. So now, now let's go to you. What would be your grilled cheese? Well, are you going to go like Wonder Bread white bread with a little butter and American cheese out of the wrapper, and you put it on? Well, maybe I'll just have some hamantash and. Um, <laughs> You know what? I think a grilled cheese is an impulse item. I don't think people generally plan their grilled cheese. So that's why I'm asking, you know, about the Scooby-Doo cheese. I don't think... I, you asked. I, it's, not I like I go, it's not like I have it. I can't remember the last time I had a grilled cheese, to be yeah. honest with you. But it's a good thing. So a lot of times, getting back to the grilled cheese, do you like the soup with the grilled cheese? Because you always see, like, the at a special, like, tomato soup and grilled cheese. I hate, 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 hate tomato soup. I, the, I don't buy into the whole grilled cheese thing, first of all. I don't understand the excitement. You know what gets me excited about the grilled cheese is the heavily buttered crust on the ends. That's what gets me excited. I don't see the big deal, but I agree. If you're going to throw in a little tomato, maybe you throw in a little basil or something, you know, but then that takes a little differently. I think, you know, most people out there are taking a couple of pieces of their whole wheat bread, and then they're trying to figure out, all right, how do I make this tasty? And, you know, you're right. Now, I have seen on the Food Network lately a lot of mayonnaise being used I to grill that. sandwiches. I saw that, too, and I never knew about that. And I can't, I can't even stomach mayonnaise. But they lather it on. It does get, like, a serious crust, like of a nice hot crust on it. Could I try that? I don't know. It may be tough. Now, what's the issue with you and mayonnaise? Did you have a bad experience? No, I just, I just, I don't, I just can't look at it. I can't get it down. Now, what about eating potato salad or coleslaw or chicken salad? If there's mayonnaise hate chicken, in it, hate chicken salad. Wow. Don't like potato salad. <laughs> coleslaw. I asked them to get the coleslaw. I asked them to get it dry, so I haven't squeezed the spoon to get all like the mayonnaise juice. Yeah. In. So. So you could go for the more of that vinegar coleslaw. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the vinegar. Slaw. See, I love the uh, creamy coleslaw, but uh, you know, and I like fresh dill in it and fresh tarragon, and I love, love, love chicken salad. We My know. wife Donna will 
buy a chicken and she'll just make chicken salad out of it. And the more ingredients in it, the better. Grapes, red grapes, pecans, uh, celery. It gets you great texture. And, and then it's just nonstop. It's off to the races. Uh, it's off to many bowls. Yeah. You know what Donna made this week that was good was uh, this was a part of our watching a little hoop yesterday. She made meatballs using three kinds of meat and she added garlic oil. She sauteed whole cloves of garlic and then poured that oil into the mixture. And, I mean, it was out of sight how good the meatballs were. How many balls did you take, Tom? Uh, again, it wasn't it wasn't crazy. I probably had four, you know, yesterday afternoon, but they weren't that's why gigantic. You're looking, that's why you're looking skinny these days. You had yeah. two slices of pizza, four balls. I mean, come on. Well, it's funny. The uh, couple of people that were there, they were convinced that I was stopping at a very well-known Chinese restaurant called Golden Temple, which is in Brookline, just a couple minutes outside of Boston. But no, there was no stop. Here we are. We are divided on the grilled cheese, and you, I love you, but I feel that you're bringing a little snobbery to the grilled cheese environment. Let's go with this one. We're also going to see in April, it'll be popping up on menus, April has National Pretzel Month. Pretzels are a very big thing in my house. I probably get once every two weeks delivery of Uts, mm. um, the big, the, I forget, the sourdough Uts, the, the big thick pretzels, an eight bag delivered every two to three weeks. Abby will eat, no joke, a bag every two days. That's her favorite thing in the entire world. She will get up in the morning and start eating pretzels. Talk to us about dipping. Does she's Abby have a particular sauce? She's straight up raw, but she will. She will if I put some. I'm not a huge fan of the pretzel. I like it. I'll eat it just because it's there. Yeah. But I like putting a, a mustard mm-hmm. on a plate and dipping it in. If the mustard is there, she'll dip. But she can take down more pretzels. And then in Philadelphia, they're called Philadelphia soft pretzels. It's really, really different than like a ballpark soft pretzel. They're a yucca that's fresh. <laughs> right, exactly. They're baked at this uh, the Philadelphia Pretzel Factory, and they have some retail stores around the city. They come out hot, and they spritz it with a little bit of water, and they put a little bit of salt. And they come in like loaves, probably like 12 per strip, and you just break them off. So when she goes, we take we bring an extra suitcase, and she packs them on the way home. And she probably eat the pretzels for three, four days and won't eat anything else. So pretzel day would be a good a good celebration in our house. I didn't know. It's pretzel day a month. No, it's pretzel month. Abby, pretzel month. In, in two weeks, you can have pretzels every day. Well, I would make the move next week, the week of the 29th, start to stock up so you're prepared. Are you a pretzel fan? You know what? I, I do enjoy a warm pretzel or a hot pretzel, and I like to go into uh, honey mustard. I How tr- about like hard pretzels out of the bag? You know what? It's not my first choice, but every time I have one, I'm not disappointed. But once you have one, how many do you end up? You just keep going and going and going. Like you get up, and and we kind of like to smash them so you can get little pieces and you get the knots. I like yep. the knots in the in the pretzel. I prefer garlic knots to pretzel <laughs> knots. That nice garlic knot with that garlic buttery. Uh, I'm not a fan of those, greasy. by the way. No, no, it's kind of like wet and greasy, and you stink from the garlic. I don't know. Oh, I, I I love it. I love a garlic knot. You know what I did see on 
TV I was watching recently, they were making soft pretzels and they were filling them. This particular, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. I'd say what it was. They fill it with steak and cheese. So instead of a steak and cheese sandwich, or they are making fresh. Egg roll. Exactly. Spring roll. Yeah. The steak and cheese, people try to get very creative with uh, steak and cheese. Instead of just leaving it alone in a roll, they try to go like uh, Davio's, which is a very upscale restaurant on the East Coast. They are known for their steak and cheese spring rolls, and then they do the chicken parm spring rolls, and then they have, oh, a buffalo chicken, which I have to stay away from. Just knowing there potentially could be a blue cheese exchange, I need... I would trade somebody three blue cheese Davio's spring rolls for a steak and cheese one. I just can't risk the chicken parm having the blue cheese. Oh, really? You, yeah. You, you're not, I didn't know. You hate, hate, hate. Hate, blue. hate, hate blue cheese. You put blue cheese on a McDonald's chicken sandwich, I'm giving it away, and wow. I'm going to order a salad. Wow. Yeah. All of Matt's friends, listen, if you go out, and you want something for the table, yeah. put a little blue cheese on it, because then you'll get a full portion. You will. You will. Now, here's another interesting sandwich that is uh, celebrates an April birthday. The BLT. Now, is the BLT, Jay, a substantial enough sandwich to stand on its own? It's a good question. I think, again, it comes down to you got to have a great bread. But you, 100%. But the bread can't be too heavy and dense, but it's got to it's gotta be light enough. You can only really eat the BLT when it's garden time, when the fresh tomatoes off from the garden, great crisp lettuce, and some bacon. I mean, that's a, yeah, if you've if you got the right, the right ingredients, it can stand on its own. But the restaurant has to do the bacon right, meaning you can't be biting into fatty strips of bacon. No. They've got to come out with thick. And meanwhile, the most overused word in the pig industry, Applewood apple smoked. Everything is Applewood smoked. The BLT, I don't think it is substantial enough as a sandwich versus a, you know, a... So would you like to add pro- you would like to add turkey to it and then you could have like a turkey club? Well, that, yeah, there was nothing wrong with the turkey club. <laughs> we know. You yeah. said that that is... And you also said you think, don't think you've ever ordered a turkey club without the third piece of bread. No, I have ordered without the third. Oh, you have? I, oh, yeah. I've, and, but I know I it not, to, But no turkey club has ever approached you without mayonnaise on it. Correct. Mayonnaise has its role. And I find that turkey welcomes mayonnaise. One more here to wrap up the meal, Jay. Also in April, I know you don't love baked goods. It's National Coffee Cake Month. I kind of would like a slice of a coffee cake. One, one little sliver and I'm fine. What kind? And do you like the strudel, the nice crumbly cinnamon bits on top? I like a moist. I like a moist cake with a little cinnamon something in the middle. I don't like too much stuff on it. Well, that is a bonus. The cinnamon in the middle, because that means more moistness. And I know that most of the females that are listening don't like that hate word. the word moistness. <laughs> but when we're talking coffee cake, you know what? You gotta please excuse us. There's no other way to talk about baked goods than dry or moist. moist. So I love a coffee cake. I don't need the fruitiness of the although an apple coffee cake is great. And see, I would rather a cake than a pie. What about a blueberry coffee cake? See, people, do you see the excitement he's going when it comes back to baked goods? This is well, like that a- and if it's moist. <laughs> 
He's got he can he could give two shits about every type of food, but he comes right. back to baked goods and fast food. He gets animated and excited. I am excited. If I could have a turkey club on coffee cake bread, that would be a, a dream meal. What else? Um, we're up in Charlotte. We have a beautiful billboard up in Charlotte on Route 485. I am actually going to be in Charlotte now about two to three weeks, and I am going to take pictures, and I will climb up there if need be to uh, see our two heads eating meatballs. And Yes, and of course, that's all courtesy of the fine folks at Ken Joe Advertising. They do outdoor advertising for a lot of major cities around the country. And you know what? I forgot to tell you. We got a request from somebody that used to live on the East Coast and now lives in California, loves listening to the Food Fanatics podcast, and asked for a hat. And she said that she would proudly wear it and promote it around sunny California. So did you send her the It hat? went out this morning. Beautiful. It went Beautiful. out this morning. We never disappoint our no, fans. Miss Miss Turner, we want you to know, that's her name, that the hat went out in today's mail. And you know what? You can see all kinds of stuff and post your own pictures and food pictures on food.fanatics. And you can also find us on Facebook. And a shout out, of course, to our friends at American-Eats.com. One more thing, Matt, I want to add to you. So last week I went to uh, New Deal Fish Market to pick up some fish and went across the street to Mayflower Poultry Company. Freshly killed. Freshly killed. And I was talking to Lou, one of the guys behind the counter, I introduced myself to him, and he said, oh my God. I told him about the podcast and everything. He said, yeah, there were a bunch a bunch of guys your age who came in, and we sold more wings in the past three to four weeks than we have normally. It's because of you promoting all of that. And I said, thank you very much. You got a quality product. So all you people out there, Food Fanatics does deliver viewership and listenership. Yeah, not so much on viewership, right. but <laughs> listenership, <laughs> we're... Uh, well, I'm never. I'm new to this media, okay? We're, we're strong. And do you think that gentleman might like to sponsor Food Fanatics at some I, point? When I'm there this week or next week, I will ask him. Because what we could do, we could do... Is this the fish guy or the wingman? The wingman. No, he's a great wingman. The wingman. Um, so we could do a great wing the fish eating. Guy. I made too. Carl, Carl Fantasia from New Deal, I met with the owner. He may want to do something too. We could do a great wing eating Surf contest. Turf. Oh, I have to ask you a real question because this well, came up a few days ago. The overnight camp that we went to, Camp Bowercrest, just almost on the New Hampshire border, they are having a big celebration this summer for the 90th anniversary. And you know when you and I, a week or two ago, were talking about we could do a listener contest where somebody wins, food fanatics comes to their house. You cook for them, and I just entertain them and bring my piano. So somebody on the board of directors of the camp asked, would you guys be open, this is true, would you guys be open to giving away for auction a Food Fanatics experience where if somebody bids $1,000 to donate to the camp or $2,000 to have us come to their home later in the summer? W-H-I-T-E. Little color war chant there. Of course I would do that. All right. So, Bibsy, you can count on that. We will do a giveaway of food 
food fanatics live in somebody's yard with masks. Okay, so I think we uh, had a good episode here. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Food Fanatics. I am going to give you a report in the next 10 days on some ballpark food at Fenway Park. Jay, any parting words? Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Smitty, nice job. The Food Fanatics podcast with Matt Hawkman and Jay Shapiro. For sponsorship information, contact matt.hawkman62 at gmail.com. That's matt.hochman62 at gmail.com. The Food Fanatics. Addicts.